Welcome to Curating the Curious, the podcast that celebrates staying curious in life and never settling into a box. Hosted by former elementary teacher, television actress, LA realtor, wine slinger, salesperson, waitress, family photographer, and forever student of life, me, Leanna Azzalini. I'm coming to you today with something brand new, something that I just invented about an hour ago. It is going to be called Cliff Notes from a Curious Mind. I'm thinking right now that it sounds really great, but also I'm kind of like, am I going to keep this? (laughs) Am I going to keep doing this? That I do not know. But this is all stemming from the fact that I am constantly taking notes for this podcast, constantly writing things down. You should, you guys, you should see the index cards, the notes, the piles that it's, I think it's definitely an OCD thing, but it's been piling and piling lately. So I've got to just like dump it somehow, but instead of dumping it, I'm making this plan that Cliff Notes from A Curious Mind will be seven things that I have learned, loved, listened to, and or labored over in the past several days. I will not go over seven. I'm not going to dump too much. So it's going to be like an abbreviated brain dump for you because I'm collecting information. I'm learning. I'm doing all of this stuff for the sake of the podcast. But then when I sit down to write out an episode and get my thoughts on paper, it's like drinking from a fire hydrant. It's too much. I'm like overwhelmed. So this is my thought. I'm going to go with it. Came up with it, as I said, an hour ago. So (laughs) we're going to see, you know, if this keeps on being a thing. But right now I'm really liking the idea. So I went down, I wrote out a list of the seven things that I have either learned, loved, listened to, and or labored over in the past several days. Took my top seven things, wrote them down, and I'm going to just unleash them here because I feel like since this whole podcast idea is about remaining curious and uncovering new things and kind of like just putting your mind on other stuff, just bringing in new information, this is a good thing to do. So we're going to try it out today. My number one selection for what I'm bringing you today is Amy Krause Rosenthal. Amy Krause Rosenthal, I don't know if you know her or not, But if you do not, I suggest that you look her up. This is somebody that I look up to in a way that I do someone like Oprah. She's someone who brought so much light to this world while she was here. She's no longer here. And she was an author. The life that she lived while she was here was so magical and touched so many lives. I stumbled upon her a long time ago, took a ton of notes, wanted to do an episode about her, and put them all in some little cubby hole, found them today. So she's my number one. If you want a fun little side activity today, something to research, look for instead of scrolling through Instagram, 
I suggest you look up Amy Krauss Rosenthal, ATM, Always Trust Magic. Look that up, and that is my little nugget for the day. There is more to come with Amy, but I'm leaving that here as my number one. Number two, I was listening this week to Marianne Williamson. I just absolutely loved this metaphor that she came up with or analogy. I don't know. Is it a metaphor, an analogy? I'm not sure. But, and this is something that really hit me. And it means a lot because it has a lot to do with why I created this podcast. So she was talking about, imagine that we are lamps, you know, lamps that light up the room. She said, in order for our light to shine, we need to be plugged in. Really take a look. What are you plugging into every day? We are lamps. And in order for our light to shine, we actually have to be plugged in. Then that makes you think, what am I plugging into? If I'm not plugging into that right light socket that makes me light up like a lamp should, what are you plugging into? That, whoo, that one got me. That's going to stick with me. I hope it does for you too. In these days where there is just so much crap rolling around everywhere for us to see in so many opinions and voices, you really, really every single day have to think, what am I plugging into? Me included, probably mostly me, which is why I'm saying it. But man, I love that. We are lamps. Number three, I... I think last week, I'm not sure, but it's still affecting me. I found this little book that my dad gave me. I have to check the year, um, but I think he gave it to me maybe when I went away to college or maybe right after I graduated. It was something like that. My dad gave this book to me. My dad would just give me these little books and some of them blow my mind to this day. And this is one of them. I had totally forgotten about it and we will be talking about this one more. Oh, we will. (laughs) Because boy, does it bring up so many different thoughts, man. It is so good. It's called Who Moved My Cheese? And it's this little book. You can read it in one day. I am the slowest reader on the planet. And you can read it in one sitting. And it's ultimately, you know what? It's not ultimately about you. There are so many things that can be about depending on the situation that you are in at the current time in your life. It could be about something different every single time you read it. You have to read it to understand But for me right now, it's about remaining curious in life. And he says this thing in there. He says, smell the cheese often so you know when it's getting old. You don't really need to read the whole book in order to kind of like think about this. But what I've been doing lately, I've really been smelling the cheese, you guys, and a lot of the cheese is getting old. It's just a whole regrouping, rethinking, reevaluating time in life. It has been for so long, but when I found this book again last week, I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. I'm smelling the cheese and it's getting old. It's time to rethink things. So there it is. Who moved my cheese? Read it. We will be talking about this one again. Number four, 
something that I have been laboring over, not loving, laboring over is social media. And I'm not going to like go too crazy with it. I think we are all just so sick of the same talk. It really doesn't have to do with the, the real stuff or any of that. It's just, there's a whole different energy surrounding mainly Instagram for me, because that's really the only one that I use, but there's a very different energy. And I really started laboring over this. Have you ever wondered what would happen if you one day just poof, vanished, gone, erased your, your whole page, done, gone, not just take a break, not just take the app off your phone, just poof, disappeared. What, how would that affect your life? If you made a, a list of the possible positive things that could come from that, and then the possible negative things that could come from that. And I realize that's a very extreme example. And I sort of feel like maybe, maybe we should switch it to if you just disappeared, just gone, erase the app off your phone, but you keep that thing there because then people can like find your email or, you know, some way to come in contact with you. Because another question is like, who would you never hear from again? Who would you ever hear from again? Who would take the time to go and find your contact information and hunt you down and talk to you? Like what relationships would just literally vanish and which ones would sustain? And what does that really mean? Because I can actually think of a few people that have just vanished where I'm like, gosh, I, I wonder if they're okay. I wonder where they are, but I don't know them well enough to like contact them. And we weren't close or anything, but I do think of them. I don't know. This is just something I've kind of labored, labored over, kind of fantasized about a little bit, just to leave for a little bit and see what changes happen, you know? But yeah, so I don't know. Food for thought right there. Food for thought. And I think if you really, really dive into that and like make those lists, you might come to find that you could be using it in a different way and maybe caring about it a lot less. I don't know, but it's just food for thought. Number five is actually a list of five things, which is, I guess, a list within a list, but whatever. This thing, it really, it really resonated with people in my stories the other day. And I got a lot of comments, a lot of stuff happening with this. And I think we should talk about this further when I'm able to <laughs> focus enough to do a full, you know, episode on one topic. But so I follow something called the Daily Stoic because I don't know if you heard my interview with David Dushman. I love Stoicism. Um, it's like Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, you know, all those, those guys from way back when. And I love the ideas that come from Stoicism. So I follow this guy, Ryan, um, at the Daily Stoic and he posted five questions that will change your life. These five questions, they resonate with me so much. And it's something that I really do try to check in with on a regular basis. 
They're really important. So I thought, you know what? These are perfect for my new little thing that might last one day, cliff notes from a curious mind. So the five questions that will change your life according to Stoics. Number one, who do you spend your time with? We could do a whole episode on that one. Mm, I've got a lot of thoughts. Number two, is this in my control? Number three, what does your ideal day look like? It's very important, actually. Number four, what is the most important thing? Meaning, like if you don't know what the most important thing is to you, how do you know if you're putting it first? If you haven't identified that thing, then how do you know like if you're focusing correctly? Number five, is this who I want to be? And I love that. It's like, you are what you do. Is this reflective? Is this thing that I'm posting? Is this thing that I'm saying? Is this way that I'm acting right now? Is this the person I want to be? I mean, I think a lot of us just kind of like do stuff on the fly, myself included. I get all amped up on something and then I just, oh, I've got to share this. I've got to put this in my stories And then you don't really even think about the repercussions of that or how this affects others. And I don't know, just is this who I want to be? I'm really, I am trying to ask myself that. I feel like number one, who do you spend your time with? That is just, you know, we all get that. And it's so flipping important who you surround yourself with. And I really want to talk more about that. Number two, you know, is this in my control? This is kind of self-explanatory. We have to remind ourselves, hey, you cannot control that. But the number three, what does your ideal day look like? I feel like this is really underestimated by a lot of people because They say, if you don't know what your ideal day looks like, how are you ever going to make decisions or plans for ensuring that you actually get to experience them on a regular basis? It's really important to take inventory of the most enjoyable and satisfying days of your life and really think, what does my ideal day look like? Why am I not doing at least some of those things each day, each week when I can? And really just like, keeping that on the forefront of your mind rather than going through the motions. I love this whole list. I think it should probably have its own episode, but until then we're doing it on this because I got to get it out of my brain. (laughs) I have it in front of me. It's going to get lost just like all these other things. I want to share them. And so I'm going to share them today in this. Number six This is just something I really, well, I guess I would say I've been laboring over it. I can't quite describe it. It's so, I'm a very intuitive person. I get vibes. I get energy. I read energy. I really, really pull back quickly now. If I feel anything negative, you will see me disappear from a room. If there's a negative energy vibe coming from someone at me, pointed at me, but I'm in the process. I swear I'm getting to my point, this number six. I'm in the process. Number six is 
the question, is this intuition or is it actually fear? So I've been dealing with some stuff and I'm backing away from certain things, backing away. And I'm going, I just feel something negative. I feel, and then I really, really hone in on it. And I'm like, ah, is this intuition speaking to you or is this fear because you've been burned or just anything? But really, truly, this applies to anything. Is it intuition? Are you getting this gut feeling or is this gut feeling actually fear? And it's something to really think. Like if you're backing away from something, pick it apart. Before you walk away, before you walk away, really dissect it. Then if you come, if you dissect it completely and you realize, yep, this is my intuition saying, "Mm -mm, not a good idea. Okay. You've got your answer. But if there's a little voice in there going, um, I think there's some fear affecting your decision. I don't know. It might be time to leap instead of pausing. So that was my number six. Is this intuition or is this fear? And number seven, something I've really been laboring over. We will be revisiting this, but I need to introduce this now because I've made a commitment in my mind that I've got to do something to help this situation. And something I've really been laboring over is my friend, Leisha, she lives in another country. She is, she has had to just leave everything that she ever had, her clothing, her home, her everything with her two very young daughters and seek refuge. And we need to do something about it. I have gotten to know Lisha through our self-portrait group that we started with you know, many years ago, I think back in 2017, P52 Radness. I've known her for years through this self-portrait project that we were all in. And my friend Cindy Knight, she put together a GoFundMe for Alicia. And Katya, our friend, she is really in the trenches helping her. I've been in and out, to be honest. I just, I didn't know what to do. You donate, you spread the word, and and then you're kind of like, well, okay, I don't know what to do. But I've been in contact with Leisha quite a bit over the last week or so, and she's in a dire situation. She needs to get out of the country that she's living in. She needs to get out of this home that she is taking refuge in. For anybody that you know, isn't able to fully listen to all of this, that's that's okay. I understand. I'm going to put her GoFundMe in the show notes. I'm going to be posting more of it um, in my profiles too. I'm going to put it in my, you know, those link things so that everybody can find it. But if like 500, if just 500 people, I know that sounds like a lot, but if just 500 of the people that hear this episode donated $10, we would have $5,000, which would help her a little bit be able to get childcare in order to find a job. 
She doesn't even have that ability right now. She is living in a place where the emotional abuse is almost equivalent to the abuse that she was going through in the home with her husband. So I'm going to expand more later on this, but I'm just going to say I'm laboring over this. I'm talking about this. If any of you know her through this group, or even if you don't, I'm begging you to get this link. If you cannot afford to donate anything, please just share the link. Share the link. That's it. I'm going to be posting it in my stories. I'm going to make it a link in my, I can't even think of what that thing is called, where you have all your links in your profile on Instagram, whatever that thing is. I'm going to add it in there. And it's, and it's going to have, you know, it's going to say GoFundMe or something. And yes, just please, if you cannot afford to donate, please pass it on. Please get the word out there. We have got to help her get out of this situation. Right now, I'm working with her to identify what we're going to tell, what we're going to share, how we're going to share it. And maybe I'm just going to keep bugging you every week. I don't even know. But This is a big thing for me right now, and I'm committed to getting her out of there. So that's that. Those are my seven things. We'll see if I ever do another one. Even if I never do another one, at least I got these thoughts out and shared them with you because I've been hoarding them in my office for a while, just wanting to get things out, but being so overwhelmed at the amount of information in my brain that I can't even spit something out that is, you know, worthy of recording. So this is a really on-the-fly episode, something, you know, that I don't normally do. I usually write things out, and so it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little spotty, probably, spottier than my, my typical solo episode, but I've got to do it. Anything to not eat the couch. If anybody out there is smelling the cheese and it smells like it's getting old, go by who moved my cheese, man. It it's gonna it's gonna give you that little kick that you need. I think that's why I'm doing what I'm doing right now because I'm I'm smelling it and I'm knowing things need to change and this is just like a little, you know, little step in a different direction for me to try and find what I'm really aiming at here. And that's it. I'm done. I'm going to put the GoFundMe in the show notes. I'm going to start posting about it too. I'm going to find new ways to get that information out. And in the meantime, just stay curious.